Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hey, I think I'm live now. Hey, everybody. Hope you guys are doing great today. You know what's beautiful about today? Jesus is Lord. Man, again today, every day, the name and above all names. And hey, today, because uh, coming on live here in just a minute is my buddy, Lindy Kofer. And uh, we're going to get to hear from her. One of the things we've been doing on our podcast is talking about this phrase about the sons of Issachar. They understood the times and they knew what to do. So uh, I'm going to be asking Lindy about that as well as uh, promoing and getting her heart for World Mandate coming up October 7th and 8th. The theme, a new generation committed to the Great Commission. And we are going to be studying revivals and all that God has done in the past so that he does it now and in the future. So uh, I think Lindy's about up. Lindy, you out there? All right. While we're waiting on Lindy, we just talked about um, Philippians. Uh, every new about, every time we'll confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That truth not only has transformed the world, but it transforms my heart every day. When I think about Jesus being on the throne, but also being intimate, it rocks my world. Speaking of Jesus on the throne, there we go, Lindy Cooper. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> How you doing? Great. I just pulled up to our prayer room, and we're just praying for our upcoming schools today. So, but I'm excited to be here with you. That's it. That's where we want to be in the throne room with Jesus and uh, calling down Come heaven. On. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, so thankful. Thanks for jumping on. And, um, you know, uh, we're so looking forward to being together. World Mandate, October 7th and 8th. Uh, Francis is going to be there with us hanging out. Uh, a really cool lady named Tracy Evans. Have you ever heard of Tracy? She works in Mozambique. Um, uh, yeah, a, a little, a little bit like Heidi yes. Baker's stuff, and man, her story of meeting Jesus and preaching the gospel around the world just rock our world. So it's going to be a great weekend together. And um, hey, one of the things that I was doing, I was just telling everybody, um, I'm doing a, a podcast called Passion Purpose, and we. Um, are just talking through that Sons of Issachar thing, understanding the times and knowing what to do, right? I love that. Very simple. I need to know what's God doing now and what do I do about it? So talk to me. Come on, preach to me. What, what is it that God's doing in your perspective? <laughs> what's God doing right now? And what do we need to do about it? Yeah, this is such a timely question. You know, we Last night, a few of the moms in Circuit Riders, we actually got on a Zoom to, to all dialogue this very question. Because we went, how are we doing this with kids? Yeah. How are we positioning our hearts to still say yes to Jesus? But of course, Jesus first, but then also raising our kids yes. and helping them see how are, we, how are we teaching them? How are we training them? And everyone had the same resounding conviction that it really does feel like we're in a season of pulling away and understanding 
the whole thing in Matthew 25 of the oil of intimacy. Yes. What does it actually mean to store oil? And it not just be a Christianese language or go buy oil, you know, and you kind of have this idea in your head, but what does it really mean to have this space, right, behind our skin that is eternal, that we are building with God that will last forever. Mm -hmm. This relationship that is being established with God in the secret place, mm -hmm. that's not just for here, but for our eternal destiny, yes. right? Paul says, this is your eternal life, mm -hmm. that you would know mm -hmm. him, that you would know him. So I really feel like in this season, God is strengthening and equipping the saints in the secret place. And what does it mean to buy oil? What does it look like to have a life in the word and in prayer and in intercession alone with God Yes. before it's ever in the public place. And it's so funny because I feel like every time I'm sharing on this or preaching on this, there is such a resounding agreement in people's hearts. So yeah. even as people are watching and listening today, just ask the Holy Spirit what it looks like to respond. Mm -hmm. In this hour, I do, you know, I, I love this question you're asking, Jimmy, because I think we need to be talking about it more. What is God saying? Yeah. How is he equipping the church right now? And I think this simple revelation of how is he equipping you in the secret place and what does it mean and look like to buy oil? Yes. Hey, we just that we just did the podcast on that on Matthew 24, Matthew 25 and the whole Come deal on. of storing up oil. You know, one of the things during COVID that God spoke to me uh, so clearly was to build a war room, to build a place in the basement of my house just for that purpose wow. alone. Um, and of course, I've always been committed. That's who we are. We are a devotional people. We've been committed to the secret place. And, you know, that's yeah. my number one goal in life. Be with Jesus, meet with Jesus, word, worship, and prayer, anchor in Jesus. Everything flows from that, no question. But God was saying, expand that. Create a war room that there is a, a space, not only just for you, but to invite others in to intimately meet with God. You know, one of the things that I find yeah. when we're trying to help people kind of work through, what does it mean to have a secret life in God? What does it mean to have a devotional life? It's what John said. He said, these things we felt, we've tasted, and we've touched. That's what we proclaimed to you. So they were with Jesus. They felt, tasted, and touched, touched Jesus. And so they were proclaiming Jesus to others. And when, our, when, when we do it, and when we do devotionals, it's a personal thing, but I also encourage people get together with three or four people and learn together in the presence of God and just literally worship together, open the word, uh, you know, share the word together, then um, pray together, then wait and listen on God, listen for uh, what yeah. God would say to us. And there's something about that that uh, activates our own personal level uh, at a new level. So storing up oil. I mean, that's a big deal because it's my kind of deep conviction that the world's going to keep shaking, right? Everything's in the dough for the world to continue to not find answers in itself. But the right. hope forward is that we will find Jesus in such a way that we'll have something to offer oil, bread, wine. We'll have something to offer people as hope in the midst of the shaking. All right, preach back to me. What do you got? Yeah, you know, I will never forget when COVID first hit, Andy Bird had been preaching a message previous to COVID of our hope has to rise above the crisis. Yes. Right? And so when, when COVID began to sink in and everyone's 
you know, what's going on? It just put a new perspective, right? Of Jesus being our hope, Jesus being our anchor. And I remember we got into our little studio space and we wrote this song and the lyrics were just, my hope rises above all the crisis because with God, all things are possible. I cannot keep quiet when I know who my God is because with God, all things are possible. Mm. And so I just love what you're saying. I feel it's so relevant, right? Because the gospel is always the most relevant thing. Because it's the life and the life. It's so funny to me how, you know, we were praying in our prayer room the other day. We're seeing just God do something in the youth in Southern California. And I said, we're not praying for a new missions movement. We're praying for the missions movement that Jesus left us with. The Great Commission. And he is our great hope. Mm. He is. It's the hope in Jesus mm. that causes us to see with eternal perspective. So I just love everything you're saying, Jimmy. I can't wait to be with you guys. It's always such an honor yeah. to get to the world and hang out with you guys and just get in touch with what the Spirit is saying. Because mm-hmm. I love I love these topics you're doing. I love the questions you're asking. Because mm-hmm. I'll just be honest, sometimes I feel like there's a lot of, let's say what we feel, mm-hmm. you know, but like the real dialogue of, what is God saying? Yes. What does this yeah. look like? And getting with believers in a context that is purely to seek Jesus alone. Yes. I, I just. Yeah. And, you know, I've been stirred my own, I'd say probably for three weeks straight. Um, I, as a part of my just time with Jesus, I always start off with worship, declaration of who God is, just getting in contact with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I've been that first run, I've been ending it with a song called Empty Words. Who wrote that song? <laughs> you did. Wow. I'm on. Yes, I'm serious. Because that, that intimacy then turns into prayer and desire, not only for Jesus, but also for him to move in our generation. So unpack that song. Where did that come from? And what God's speaking to you about this hunger for revival. And, and I do just want to pause and say, I know that you and I are full in agreement. Revival is only a breath away. I'm as revived as I want to be. God's spirit is active. So we have the already of the Holy Spirit. If I'm in sync with him, I'm revived. But there is a manifestation of revival that is not us grasping for God, but God coming to us. So it's kind of like I'm sealed with the spirit and then I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm sealed within the power comes upon. I have revival living within me by the Holy Spirit, but there's a manifestation of revival that we're asking to take over our lives. So empty words stirs me toward that. Talk to me about it. Yes, I'm so I'm so blown away by how this song is resonating. Because to be honest, when I wrote it, I'm like, this could either go really good or really bad. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't going to go bad. It's just how, whether it took, it took. Received, received, be received. That was my honest thought. But I felt conviction from the Lord. We need to get this prayer out because the song is a prayer. Yeah. And it really came from when Jesus, the the beginning of this song started about seven years ago. Okay. And it was I was reading the gospels, and it was this part that stuck out to me when Jesus is quoting Isaiah. He says, Listen, they honor me with their hearts are far from me. And it put a prayer my heart that has never left mm. me. Uh, Father, would you keep me far mm. from lip service? Yes. Would you keep me far from just doing the thing and getting in a mundane routine where I'm, my heart is disconnected. And I feel like this song is a seven-year stored-up prayer. Mm. 
And so I sat with one of my friends and just went, I really want to make this prayer a song. And it was so funny. I just started talking and they just wrote down all the words I was saying. Cause I, you know, I, I thought in my own life, what are the tables? If I were to say, Lord, come flip the table. Mm -hmm. What is it? And I really have that, the, the low posture of my heart to listen. I went, man, every idol I've built to fear, man, you know, just self-righteousness, the, the idol of influence. You know yes. what I mean? All these types All of All that things. stuff. So that's that came. Flip every table of religiousness to holiness is all that's left. Just worshipers in spirit and in truth. And the beginning of that song is it's the heart cry of we just want to walk with you and talk with yes. you. I just I've been so blessed with how people are resonating with this prayer. Because I feel like if we can also get this prayer in our hearts and in our lips. It does. It keeps us. It's that one simple line Jesus says, they honored me with their lips, but their hearts were far from mm. me. And you know, you know, you can read the same verse over and over, but then the Holy Spirit just does something on yes. it. That one time, with that one time. And it, it's like it struck a match in me that never went out of crying out of, Lord, keep me from this. I don't want to honor you with my lips and my heart be far from you. Mm -hmm. I don't want my heart connected or heaping up empty words or empty phrases yes. as Jesus said as well. So it really became this cohesive heart cry. We're not satisfied with empty words. We're not satisfied with playing church. And even with that line, I was hesitant because I love the church. We are. The yes. Church, yeah. But play church. Right. I don't want to play out of fear of man. Yes. You know, my heart is that this prayer ignites revival in people's hearts yeah yes well i i'm it it just again um what i love about you is it's it's pure hearted i mean all you're doing is just saying you know i even see jesus when he's turned over the tables that's the one place we see him angry he's getting aggressive but why he's trying to clear all the junk out so that we can worship the father and what we're made yes. for is the worship of god and um, and he's just saying, let's clear everything out so you can get to what you're made for. And it's made me so mad that you're missing it. And so I'm going to help you get there. I'm going to clear everything out so that you can get to what you're made for. Well, in that song, you have that last phrase, Holy Spirit, come and wreck our generation. Take me into that a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So we just really went, what are we asking God for? And Holy Spirit, come. <laughs> Rebecca, greater than we could ask or imagine, yes. you know. So we just went, let's really ask the Lord for what we are seeking him for. Yeah. You know, Lord spoke to us, specifically our music community about a year ago is, you have not because you ask not. Yeah. And that's not through a lack of a prosperity gospel. We feel like the Lord is saying, no, no, ask me for the things of God. Ask me to show myself yeah. in this way, in that way. So we just begin to say, you know, Holy Spirit, Come, and we begin to pray that. Come and wreck a generation for your glory way beyond our expectation. Yeah. When we think we can achieve God's outcome in our own strength, then that means we're positioned to want to take a little bit of the glory. Yeah. Like God is positioning our hearts in such a way. We are so convinced it's just as an empty oh. vessel that allows the Holy Spirit to be himself and all the glory belongs to Jesus. All the mm -hmm. glory belongs to Jesus. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so so I love that. It's what what all the energy needs to go in is the positioning of our hearts, the clearing out of our temple, get the wreckage out so that Jesus is all consuming. Then those prayers he can do above and beyond we could ask or think. But um, like you said, if it's limited to us, then that makes us God. And we're not. We are worshipers of God, conduits of God for the glory of God. And when we pray, he comes and takes over. One of the things that I've prayed over the last couple of years, God, I don't need a little help. I need you to come take over and uh, just come rule and reign and create a space for yourself, whether it's in the prayer room in L.A. or whether it's here in Waco, just create a space for your glory. And then by nature, because you and I are both nations people, we are contending for those who've never heard. It's not right that people who have never heard from Jesus aren't um, getting the witness of Jesus through our lives. So God, for your glory. But there has to be these spaces where God falls on us and gets us in such a way that he can send us wherever he wants. And um, I love that you're creating those environments and, um, and we are doing the same. And um, yeah. So, Hey, just, I know you got to jump into the, to the prayer room, which is a great thing to be uh, up to. Um, But Hey, let me just, let me just thank you a minute too. Um, Why I love your music is because it pulls out uh, who we feel called to be. I know uh, what is the yearning of your heart is that, look, we're not trying to prove anything. We don't need a crowd. We don't need influence. We need Jesus and whatever he gives is great. And whatever he takes away is great uh, because we don't want our will. We want his will so that his name might be famous in all the earth. And when we started years ago, uh, the whole world mandate conference was Basically, over and over, we would come back to nameless and faceless. We don't need uh, a name and we don't need a face. We need the face of Jesus. And we want to invite him to join us and be a part of that. And um, yeah, it's just been a beautiful ride. Um, And hey, one other thing, just people may already know this, but the joy of working together, just the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace with uh, you and Andy and Chase and uh, Francis and Michael Miller and all of our different friends that and and you know what I find that God's doing in this hour is He's bringing His friends together for such a time as this. And when we have these little windows, where we can be together on a weekend or we can pro- partner together in a project for the glory of God. Then, man, let's do it. And um, so I'm so grateful that you're coming out, being with us. Oh, we're so grateful. We just so honor what you guys have done. And I will say one last thing. You know, we're talking about this song, Empty Words, and I'm listening to what you're saying. We've really been diving into the scripture where Paul says, you know, I don't come with eloquent words, right? Or the right say, lofty speech, wisdom, but in the demonstration of spirit and of power. I just feel like even hearing what, just listening to you, listening to the spirit as we're talking, man, just... Surrender is it. Just our all-in surrender. Yes. Just our own strength. And I, I feel so expectant. I feel like even at World Mandate, God's going to do something, right, that he's never done before. Yes. And that's not Christianese language, but it's his promise yeah. to take us glory to glory. So I do feel like there's a special visitation from the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit as we gather and worship.
yeah. so I'm really excited. Yeah, and 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 I would say, I mean, Kelly, you know, one thing leads to another in my is where we're, we're in it. But I just I want to add to that. Um, you know, I've I've actually I've known the Lord for forty years and been pretty focused, like like had some ups and downs, but never pulling away from Jesus, uh, even in the ups and downs of life. And Laura and I just have such an expectation that we never know what God's going to do in a day. I mean, I'm as giddy and joyful about what's going to happen today because so many things are happening. I mean, God is giving incredible visions and dreams to people and divine appointments and just crazy stuff is going on in the last six months than any other time in my life. And that's actually saying a lot. I mean, we've seen God do incredible things. So I'm with you. This is not about hype. What's God going to do October 7th and 8th? It's going to be beyond what we could ask or think. And we actually should come in with great expectation and actually no expectation. How about great expectation and no agenda? That that would be, that, yeah. that's, the, that's, that's the. Great expectation, no, no agenda. No agenda. There you go. So, um, hey, let me um, pray for you and Chase and the circuit riders and, um, and we'll wrap it. I would love it. All right. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the spirit of God that has anointed our friends from circuit riders, has anointed Chase and Lindy, their family, to lead this with their partners and friends. Thank you for the power of God that is resident within them and the manifest presence of God that is falling on them for the glory of God to be literally washed out through them with rivers being extended to the deserts of our land. And Lord, I just thank you again for uh, all that you're doing and pulling together the body of Christ, pulling us together, unifying our hearts, uh, the unity of the spirit, and the bond of peace that's happening among our movements and among uh, your people in this hour. And so I pray today, Lord, let us hear your voice. Today, visit us. Today, move on our hearts for the sake of those who've never heard around the world, for the sake of those that need to be reignited in America, for the sake of the spaces and the places that are broken that need healing and restoration. Would you visit us today? And Lord, as we look to the future in these days ahead, Lord, we understand that it's a unique time. You're asking us to store up oil. So Lord, show us how to store up oil. Let us hunger and thirst for righteousness. Bring us into the, the secret place. Bring us into the room of devotion, that closet with you. And bring us this individually and together for such a time as this. And thank you, God, yes, that God. you have anointed Lindy for this hour to proclaim and declare through song and declaration of your name, the glory of God, a herald and Isaiah 40 woman who is making a way clearing a path for the king of glory to come. And so we bless her with that anointing and her family and friends for such a time as this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you. Jimmy. Love y'all. Please hug Chase for us. I will. We'll see you okay. soon. See you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of passion and purpose, a podcast with Jimmy cyber and the Antioch movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.